Welcome to Hospitals in Focus from the Federation of American Hospitals. Here's your host, Chip Kahn. COVID-19 has been a tragedy with over a million Americans lost. But at the same time, there are millions who survived with stories of perseverance by caregivers, stories of caregivers going above and beyond for patients, hospitals and health systems sharing information to accelerate successful treatments for this novel disease. And finally, of course, patients overcoming extreme odds in many cases to return home in good health and to a normal life. The Federation is embarking on a new campaign to tell the real story of hospitals through the eyes of patients and caregivers. Today, we share this compelling story of a patient who was saved thanks to the hard work and effort of her caregivers and the integration of her healthcare system. Rachel spent more than 100 days at HCA Florida North Florida Hospital, and for 89 of those days, she was kept alive by an extracorporeal membrane oxygenation machine, or an ECMO. She then completed her recovery from COVID at Encompass Ocala, an inpatient rehabilitation hospital. Today, she is home with her family. Rachel and her husband, David, are here with me today to share this incredible story of care, courage, and perseverance. Rachel and Davey, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. It's great to be here. Thank you. Great. So let's get started. Rachel, can you tell us a bit about your family? How long have you and Davey been together? So Davey and I have been together for a total of 18 years. Um, We were married um, in 2005, so we've been married a total of 16 years. Wow. And I understand you have quite a family with three boys. Yeah, we do. We have three boys. Our oldest one, Lathan, he's 21. Then we have our middle child, Talon. He is 16. And then we have Rylan, who is 14. Wonderful. Well, it must have been quite a shock when COVID-19 entered your lives. Davey, can you tell us what happened when you found out that you had COVID? When I found out I had COVID, she had already been sick for a day. And then the following day after that, I started feeling some, you know, effects that I have never, ever felt before. So I ended up leaving work and dropping her off at home. And I went to an urgent care that I knew did rapid tests. And I wasn't in there very long. And they made me take the rear exit of the building away from everyone else. So it's just both of us kind of got it at the same time, I would say. But she started a little bit, maybe 24 hours before me. Wow, that's just so awful. Rachel, what happened from then when uh, Davey got home? So Davey had come home from the urgent care. He had told me that he had had COVID. So I had already been tested prior at a urgent care down the road from my work, but I hadn't gotten my test results back because I didn't have the rapid test done. But I pretty much knew at that point, since he was positive, I was positive too. So we just kind of self-quarantined ourselves upstairs. We had told our two younger boys that still lived at home with us to stay downstairs and don't come up, and we just kind of waited it out. Well, Davey, why don't you take it from there? Because I I guess Rachel uh, really started to get sick at some point, and and that changed the whole dynamic. Yeah, she kind of rapidly declined pretty quick. We both were feeling the effects, but what I was feeling was completely different than what she was feeling. Like mine really messed with my stomach, my intestines. 
Hers was more respiratory. The first day that I got it, I had a little bit of respiratory issues. I was, it was hard to breathe in or you get winded really fast, but I noticed her just declining. We had the phone call from the health department saying that on the 10th day we could go back to work. So we was probably on day seven. I had already taken her to the hospital three times. The second time they said she had developed pneumonia along with the COVID. They gave her some medicine and then sent her home. And then we went back again. They got her under control again, sent her home. And then on July 7th, I woke up really early in the morning. Something just told me to wake up. I'm I'm usually not an early riser. I sleep pretty hard, but something told me to get up. And uh, I woke up and rolled over and looked at her, and I could just tell that she was taking these really, really short, shallow breaths. And I could just see she was really struggling a lot. She wasn't laying down. She was kind of sitting up. I just told her I was going to watch her for 45 minutes to an hour, and if I didn't think she was improving any, then I was just going to call 911. At that time, we were being hit by a tropical storm also, so it was kind of, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if they were going to be able to get here in time to do anything, but it was maybe three to five minutes, and they were already at my house, so they, they wasted no time getting there. She just rapidly declined from the moment that we found out that we were both positive for COVID. When the ambulance came, they um, picked her up and took her to HCA Florida West Marion Hospital, which is a sister hospital to HCA Florida North Florida. She was there for, I think, five days on the, the 11th, I think is when they actually took her to HCA Florida North Florida. West Marion, HCA Florida West Marion was a tremendous hospital too. They did everything in their power to keep her alive, even though they didn't know a lot about it like anyone else. They didn't have a lot of manpower there. It was a small ICU room, but the doctors and the nurses there were phenomenal. After I tested negative, I went to the hospital. But uh, I came back home, and on the night of the 10th, I think it was, 10th or 11th, they called me. They had already started talking to me about finding an ECMO machine, which I didn't even know what that was. Never heard of it, never knew it existed. They... um said that she had to meet certain requirements were like weight, age, BMI, things like that. They told me that she met all those requirements and then they were going to fill out the paperwork and all to maybe get her transferred. I thought that we were going to Tampa and then, uh, like I said, on the night of the 11th at about 1130, they called and said that HCA Florida, North Florida was en route to pick Rachel up and they would let me know as soon as she got to the other hospital and I think it was around 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, they called and said that she had arrived. Boy, that's just really scary. Rachel, how much were you aware of during this before they put you on the ECMO machine? I was aware up to the point of whenever I was taken to HCA Florida West Marion Hospital the first day. I remember the ambulance arriving. I remember two guys coming and picking me up. Everything is kind of like blurry, almost like a dream, because I was so limited on oxygen at that point. I do remember going into HCA, Florida West Marion Hospital, and I remember them putting the CPAP machine on my face. And then at that point, I don't remember anything until I woke up 89 days later. Gee, that's just unbelievable. During that period, Davey, did they keep you informed? Were you talking to the nurses? What was your sense of 
how the hospital was taking care of Rachel. Yes, they did a really good job keeping me informed on her progress and what was going on. I was able to go to the hospital at HCA Florida West Marion, and then for the first two weeks at HCA Florida North Florida, I was able to go in to the ICU COVID floor and sit outside the room, which the room is surrounded in glass, so you could see what was going on and you could, you know, ask questions. And the place has some of the best nurses you could ask for. The first 17 days there, she had the same nurse for 17 days. She fought tooth and nail to keep Rachel alive. Rachel passed away five times the first two weeks and uh, her first nurse just really took it upon herself to do whatever she had to do to keep Rachel alive. Whether it was her, you know, having to pump her chest to keep her heart going or whatever the case may be. She did a phenomenal job. The doctors, this everyone at HCA Florida West Marion and HCA Florida North Florida were just phenomenal. Like I wouldn't have wanted her to go anywhere else knowing what I know now. It does sound like having a system at hand and these hospitals being part of a system made the transfer, which was so important to your survival, seamless and really a game changer for your ultimate medical needs. At what point did you become aware in in the second hospital? I mean, it sounds like it was almost at the end of this lengthy period of time. Yeah, so they took me off the ECMO machine after 89 days. Once I was taken off that, they had to start lowering sedations and things like that. So it was kind of, I was kind of groggy and it was almost like I said a dream. Even when I was coming to I can remember the nurses at HCA Florida, North Florida. I can remember them saying things like, she smiles just like we thought she would smile, or her eyes are just as bright as they were. It was just like little compliments that I can remember. I can remember them trying to brush the knots out of my hair. I can remember them, you know, setting my phone up whenever I couldn't move my hand. They would set my phone up on the side of the bed so my husband and my kids could talk to me after they had left. So I only remember a minor part of my care at the hospital because I was released about a week and a half after that to go to the rehab facility. But that week and a half that I was there, they acted like they had known me my entire life. The relationship that my husband and them had was like they had known each other their entire life. Even when I started talking, like they would make comments about how that that I sounded just like they thought I was going to sound, you know, the way he had explained them to me, that's the way they thought I was going to talk. So it was just little things. I never had to call for anyone. They were always there checking on me. I always tell people for the situation I was in, I wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else, you know, like it was such a bad situation, but they did everything that they could do to make it okay for me. Yes, that's so heartwarming. Can we talk a little bit about the next stage when you went to Encompass uh, Health Ocala? How was the transfer and, and how were they in terms of the process of recovery? So after I was released from HTA North Florida Hospital, they picked me up in a transit van and they took me to Encompass in Ocala to start the rehab process because I couldn't walk. Like I said, I was unable to use the left side of my body, my hand, my legs. So they did take me there. When I got there, they started, it was immediate. They did minor rehab at the hospital. They always, even whenever I was 
like not coherent. They always were doing rehab on me. My husband said that at the hospital, they would do the rehab even whenever I was resistant or because I didn't understand what was going on. They just continued to do rehab because they knew when I came out, that was going to be an important part of my healing and getting back to normal. So I went to Encompass and they started rehab immediately there. Encompass is a little bit more laid back than the hospital. It's not not as, you know, everything going on. And there's a little bit less, I would say, like urgency surrounding, you know, because it's a it's a rehab and a recovery center. But the therapists there were excellent. They would get to know you. They would push you even when you didn't want to push. I know there was some times I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get up and try to learn to walk again. I didn't want to roll putty around in my hand. I, did, I just didn't want to do it. And they would just keep encouraging me and push me. And they never let me quit on myself, even when I wanted to quit. That's great. Where are you now on your recovery? I mean, uh, do you have any uh, long COVID symptoms or, or are you doing pretty well? So I do. I have graduated from physical therapy and occupational therapy. I do have 98% of my hand functions back. I can walk and and get around by myself without any assistance. Um, I no longer have to wear oxygen, um, but I do still suffer from shortness of breath. Sometimes I, I get to breathing a little bit heavy. I have to slow myself down. I'll always have fibrosis in my lungs because my lungs did completely collapse. So I have moderate fibrosis in my lungs. That's not going to be curable. It's just something that we have to learn to live with. But it's a lot better than my other alternate. <laughs> well, we're so glad that you're through all this. And so, Rachel and Davey, just to sort of close out, what would you say to the caregivers that were uh, with you for those 100 days and for that time at, at Encompass? I just want to tell them thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want to tell them thank you for the care that I received, even though I wasn't aware of it at all times. But I also want to tell them thank you for the care that they gave my husband and my my kids and my family. Not one time did they ever feel like a burden to them. So I, I just want to, there's not enough thank yous that you can say to the staff. I've told them probably a hundred times and I don't feel like it's enough. Um, we've been up there to, to visit them and, and me to hug them and tell them thank you again. And I don't think I could ever tell them how much. I don't think they ever are told how much they're appreciated. And they have a really special place on this earth. Not many people can do what they do and still go to work every single day. I, I couldn't watch and see what they had to watch daily. Even videos, you know, that that you may see that people were going through. I, I don't know if I could watch that every single day and still get up and want to go do what they do. So I say thank you. My husband, uh, he probably has more thank yous than I, so I'll let him say that. Just to both hospitals, HCA Florida West Marion and HCA Florida North Florida, just thank you. I know my kids really thank you. Just having to sit back and watch what they went through and to still see them put forth the effort, even though it could have been a losing battle. They never stopped fighting for my wife and for my family, and they didn't even know us from Adam. So we all just say thank you and uh, just keep up the good fight. Well, Davey and, and Rachel, we're, we're so glad, Rachel, that you're doing so well and that the family is back together and just 
deeply appreciate your willingness to speak to us today and, and get this real story across to those who are our listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Hospitals in Focus from the Federation of American Hospitals. Learn more at FAH.org. Follow the Federation on social media at FAH Hospitals and follow CHIP at CHIPCon. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Hospitals in Focus. Join us next time for more in-depth conversations with healthcare leaders.